Welcome back to the STG Fitness Podcast for another week of us chatting about life and reality. Um, and we've got a great topic on deck today. But before we do so, um, we got all three of us on the line this week. Um, Clark, how's that, how have things been? Pretty good. Yeah, it's been a tough last two weeks. I was saying before we got on this call, I had about four total tests in the past two weeks and just a ton of homework, ton of studying. So it's nice to just kind of be on the other end of that and things are calmed down for like the next couple of weeks until final exam time starts to kick into gear. But overall, I felt like everything was done well um, and to the best of my ability. And that's all I can ask for in terms of lifting. This week was a little bit of an easier week, just did a deload week, which, you know, went pretty solid. And the week before that, the numbers were looking real good. The weights looking good. I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been and it's in a good way. You know, it's gaining the weight in the proper places with muscle mass and, you know, not putting on too much fat, eating healthy, having a good diet. So no complaints here other than just an obscene amount of schoolwork. But like I said, we're on the other side of that. So things things are doing pretty are going pretty well. Two great football games today. So that was fun to watch, too. Yeah, uh, football. I, I, I think maybe in history i don't know this is might be one of the most insane playoff years ever to have all four games last week all of your divisional games and then your two conference championship games all of them coming down to last minute touchdowns or field goals or overtime all yeah. of them like that's insane yeah um <clears throat> it's pretty pretty amazing um really great football but um my week lifting went pretty well, a uh, little bit of a deload week. Um, the previous week, my body was starting to kind of ache a little bit. And so I kind of just listened to my own body. And if I feel like it's time to take a deload, then I, I do that. So um, I'll pick up training for a few days here, but I'm super excited. Uh, Wednesday in about three days, I'll be um, flying out to Tennessee for Grant's meet, this Grant and Jacob's meet um, this weekend. So I'll be going to Tennessee for, for the weekend. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, it's gonna be awesome. But other than that, can't complain about anything too much. Basketball has been a little bit rough. Um, I'm the JV coach and we keep having games canceled. Um, we were supposed to have a game on Friday and we had practice Thursday and Thursday, midway through practice, we get an email from the other coach that says, um, we won't have a JV team traveling, but next week when we go there, they'll have a JV team. So it's like they have JV squad. They just don't want to travel. And it's like our guys keep – they've had like five games canceled because of things like that where teams don't want to travel to us, but their varsity will travel and stuff. So it's a little frustrating, but other than that, can't complain. Those guys are putting in work. They still show up to the weight room every morning and stuff like that. So I'm um, – basketball season's coming to a close so now now it's time to get ready for football oh yeah yeah i mean that stinks like given the circumstances what's been happening with that season well and it gets more annoying it's like you know for me it was kind of like all right games are getting canceled it is what it is but it bothers me more when it starts bothering the kids because then they're coming up to me like when are we going to actually play a game because they show up to practice every day and all this stuff but they're not getting to play games it's pretty frustrating yeah but yeah, I can imagine. 
But yeah, um, for me, we're heading into meet week. So there's a lot of excitement that comes within that. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff to get done this week. Uh, I wrapped up my last SBD day um, yesterday with Jacob and, you know, everything is is locked in. I'm excited to take on this last week of training and uh, taper off into meet day. But I mean, there's really not much else to say. I mean, the work's done. Um, we're just, I'm just excited to come back, get some retaliation on the platform, make some noise at a state championship. Um, and yeah, I mean, Jesse and I enlisted a cut. What was that? Like four or five days ago. So that's been yeah, like Wednesday, Thursday last yeah. week. It's been a little intense, but it's, it's been good. Um, excited cut. to see eating, getting used to eating just to give you all an idea going from what eating 25, 2700 calories. And well, for now a, you're for a while in training, I was in like close to 4,000. And then because you were yeah. so Grant was trying to gain weight, like pretty much this most of this prep and stay at a heavier weight to like get big and strong. And then we would cut down. So Grant got up to like 191. So gained yeah. about 10, 11 pounds from the last meet. And now we're having to really quickly cut all that weight out about a pound a day in these last 10 days. So Grant's, you're at like 186 now. Yeah. And you were at 191, 190 like Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're trying to still get down to 180. So yeah, we're we're maximizing this 24 hour weigh-in. Um, we're gonna do a quick cut, um, make the weight, and then I've already got an all-you-can-eat sushi place scouted out yeah. um, for right after weigh-in. We're at like what 15, 1300 calories a day. Yeah, we're at 1500 <laughs> calories a day at the moment. So um yeah let's just say i'm looking forward to eating at the end of next week but again like like i said i mean all the work's been done we're excited to get to work on saturday and uh just excited to have jesse out here as well it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend i think we're gonna have a good time for sure so and that kind of turns it over to the topic for this week and that's how to embrace being an underdog in situations um I guess this, this idea, you know, I kind of came up with this yesterday and it, it kind of s- came to my mind um, initially when looking at the roster for this meet. Um, you know, I had known of somebody who's in my weight class who's been dominating the USPA for a while. Um, he's coming into this meet. He's totaled 1,600 pounds before. And ultimately, on paper, I am the underdog. The odds are kind of stacked against me to, to go out there and win state. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I had a conversation with my dad and he told me, he was like, if sports and everything in life, if it went by the paper, if everybody knew someone was better than them, then why would they even go out and compete and give it a try? And, um, you know, that conversation really resonated with me is I, you know, I've been listening to speeches of like the, any given Sunday, you know, just the underdog, the David versus Goliath, like just those types of situations is anything can happen. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw what happened to me in the last meet of bombing out, like not saying that people will always have those meets where they bomb out, but it's, there's potential. There's a lot of factors that go into these powerlifting meets. There's a lot of factors that go into any type of competition, any everyday life where the odds may be stacked against you, but if you have the right mentality, you can overcome those odds. Um, so I'm going to kind of turn it over to you guys and kind of just, give an example maybe of when you've been an underdog or like your mentality of, you know, when the odds may be stacked against you, how you go about those. I mean, for me, I think in, in most recent times, feeling like an underdog is, is being a coach. Um, 
coaching football because for since before I was in high school, um, mammoth football didn't make playoffs. We didn't, you know, we usually maybe had a 500 record, um, usually would have a losing record. Um, there'd be things I'd be trying to do. And whether it was people that I had played with or people around town, um, whatever it may be, it was kind of like, oh, that's really cool, you know, in terms of like showing how much I care. But really that answer was, okay, good luck with that. And I've gotten that specific answer before as well. Good luck with that. And it's like, you know, for me, just being that kind of underdog, putting that care into something um, and then going contending for a state title going nine and two um, mammoth football hasn't seen that in 20 years or anything. So that's kind of my aspect of being an underdog. And in terms of just going about it um, or how I felt, it, it was just in your preparation, it's just one step at a time. It's one day at a time. Um, the more consistent you can be, there's that magic word again, can't say a podcast without it. Um, but the more consistent you can be and the, the better plan that you can have um, to achieve the goal that you want to have that desired outcome, uh, I think the better chances that you're going to have, the more that you can stay focused on that goal and not get distracted by all these other things. Who cares about all those other things? If you're the underdog and you're playing in a game, who cares what the fans are saying? Go out there and win. Focus on the goal at hand. Um and, and do what you're supposed to do, do what you've prepared for. And if the outcome isn't always what you want, then you fix what you got to fix. Um, look at the plan that you had previously, maybe see your mistakes or see where maybe you were not so consistent in some aspect and get better the next time. But in that preparation, uh, being, being an underdog, just focus on the goal at hand. Don't get distracted by those other things. Because no yeah. matter what, whether you're an underdog or, you know, if you are expected to win, um, it doesn't really matter. It does, Like Grant just said, on paper, it really doesn't matter because anything can happen. The person who stays focused on the goal and puts in the work is usually going to be the one that comes out on top. Yeah, I would, I would agree a lot. And I, I really like the whole concept of not just paying attention to what's on the paper. Cause if you live your life thinking that and, and just going by, Oh, we're never going to win. We're never going to get further. Then we won't, we put those ideas in our head and that makes you lose. And that makes you not get to the level you want to be at. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, sit here and talk all about me for this whole podcast, but we were talking just about specific examples and, and no way am I saying this for people, you know, feel bad for me or anything, but I feel like I've always kind of been an underdog. You know, I went to a high school, first of all, just going way back. I went to a high school that with sports, politics was always a huge thing. I don't know if it was like that for you guys, but without getting into the details, you know, I had no older brother that played basketball and volleyball before me and was a really good player. And I, you know, didn't have a connection with the coach prior to, getting to school or anything. And, you know, I thought, you know, I'm a good basketball player. I'm confident about my abilities. If I make it, I make it. I don't, I don't. And honestly, I didn't have too high expectations, but I made the B team. And when I made the freshman B team, I thought that, you know, there's a lot of guys on this team that I feel I deserve the spot on the A team over. And, you know, I didn't complain. I didn't sulk about it. 
I just did hard work and was consistent, like we always say. And by the end of the year, I was getting reps on the A team. And then sophomore year, I played with sophomore A. And then junior year, I made the varsity team. And, you know, I the, the underdog didn't end then because I got basically hardly – I hardly got any playing time my junior year. I got scrub time and foul trouble time. And senior year, I, I started some games and I was uh, I had a role on the team. And, you know, even there still, I got was very, very shallow on the recruiting. I had about four schools that were interested in me and they were all D3. And, you know, I went to a small school and didn't get much playing time freshman year, only played JV. And it was kind of the same sophomore year. And then we got a new coach junior year, which is a really, really big challenge. And you know, you know my story. I decided to stop playing, but not because I didn't want to stop working hard, just because I wanted to focus on other things. So I think I've always kind of had that hard work instilled in me. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, do you ever wish that you didn't have to have all that hard work and determination? Don't you kind of wish it would just be easier if you just stepped in and had playing time because of this, this, and this reason? And my answer is always no, because another point of being an underdog is through college, you know, I was focusing on basketball and I, you know, I'm not a bad student, but I was never a 4.0 college student. My GPA was slightly above average. And a lot of people that get into PT school are, are three, eight and above. And that, that was not where I was at with my GPA and my GRE scores were a little lower, but I just kept working hard. I kept showing an interest in the field with shadowing and with my opportunities. And, you know, I asked a lot of physical therapists questions and picked their brains like all before I went, I applied to PT school. And, you know, I used that for my interviews and that that's, I think what helped me get in a lot. Um, so never think that if you're not the best, there's not ways that you can grow and ways that you can get around that, you know, People like like today, for example, Joe Burrow, no way he's better than Patrick Mahomes right now, but he used the whole team. He used his whole team, all of his teammates, his coach. He, you know, doesn't have that great of an offensive line, and he was still able to overcome it because of his hard work and his dedication and knowing the playbook and knowing ways that they could win that game. So, you know, that's a really long, convoluted answer, but um, it, it never ends. Like even now, you know, I'm not the smartest person in my program by any means, you know, I'm, I don't even know if I'm probably hardly in the top 50%. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. You know, that's just more motivation to continue practicing the skills, continuing to keep picking therapists brains and, and getting to the next level. It's always about staying hungry. And, um, I think being an underdog is a trait that everyone should cherish, even if you're not. And, you know, we've seen that with Tom Brady. Tom Brady called himself an underdog last year when they were the best team in the NFL. And he used that as fuel to win a Super Bowl. So that's, that's my rant on that. Yeah. Yeah. I know my, my story, like very closely, very closely resonates with Clark's story of coming up through high school and through college and stuff. And I think that's like how we really like connected when we first started like talking to each other and becoming friends was because our stories were very, very close to how we got to where we were in college. Um, but a big thing, you know, I've always had that never given, always earned like mentality. Um, you know, you got to work for what you earn. And I think that's, what's gotten me up to this point. But, um, I think a big thing for me is, you know, the pressure that's applied, you know, when you're an underdog, like obviously you want to show out and you put that pressure sometimes on yourself. I think also too, when you're, when you're favored to win a match or you're favored in a certain situation, there's also that pressure to come through and have to be able to perform to the expectations you think everyone's holding you to. Um, but a big thing today, I, you know, I went to church 
and they were talking about Timothy and James, I believe. I might have to get fact-checked on that one. Um, but they're talking about how when Christians were being executed, um, you know, Timothy had felt that a lot of people were turning their backs on him. He didn't know um, who all was behind him in certain situations. And, you know, when it, when it came down to it, you know, James was telling him is that you have to believe in the Lord because you have to believe that he's going to come through for you every single day, day in and day out. And you have to put that full trust into him. And I think the same thing goes to anything in life, you know, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually people who are correct. And I also think that also comes down to the trust and the faith that you have in the Lord as well, um, is that if you have that full trust and you're speaking it into existence, not only to yourself, but to God of what you want to accomplish, that's going to happen. And you have to believe that. And I, I, I'm a firm believer on that. And it, it just resonated with me a lot today, you know, heading into meet week, hearing that, um, definitely got me fired up just because, you know, I've been maintaining that type of that speech to myself. And, you know, if you put your head down, you keep working, you know, you have that faith in the Lord, like it's going to come through. You just have to trust it. You know, it might not be this meat. It might not be the meat after that, but it could be, you just never know when things can, when happen. Yeah. You really, you really can't, um, you can't stop putting in the work. It may not happen the first time or the second time, or even the third time. Um, but the more, more tries that you can keep putting in the work and keep developing a plan to execute it properly and putting in honest hard work. Cause sometimes people think hard work is just walking into the gym a few days a week, but you know, for some people that is, but that honest hard work is like, okay, you walked into the gym today and you know, you did your workout, but did you do your workout to your maximum capacity that you could not that you have to max out every day by any means nobody should do that but did you follow the program to a t did you sleep um your recovery your hydration your nutrition um you know did you follow the plan and execute it every single day as much as you could and i think the more that you can stick to that plan the better outcome you're going to have for what you want um and being focused focused on the goal like clark made the example of, of today's football game um, the chiefs in that second half, like there was a couple plays at the end of the game. It just seemed like Patrick Mahomes was overthinking things and, um, trying to force things that normally they don't do. Right. Didn't really quite stick to the game plan. Didn't play their game, but Joe Burrow played his game. He stayed focused. He made the plays that they normally do ran through the playbook, made their checks. Um, and they, they came out with a win. So being focused on that is a big deal. And I think for anybody, um, a lot of things or one thing that I say a lot to my athletes, um, in general, and I think this not only doesn't have to apply to team sports, it can apply to any, um, athletic endeavor that you choose, especially at the competitive when you're actually competing. But if you feel like an underdog or you're worried about somebody else train, like the guy that you don't want to compete against. Train like the guy that gets into the gym and follows his program to a T. Train like the guy that gets his hydration, sleep, and nutrition and recovery on point every single day. Um, you train like that guy that you don't want to be like, that you don't want to have to compete against. I think you're, you're going to have some pretty amazing results. Absolutely. You know, I, I know we talk about a lot of the success stories that happened today. But I don't know if you guys saw after the 49ers game, Debo Samuel sitting on that bench. Mm. And 
like just seeing him cry, like taking in that loss, like <clears throat> I guarantee you that man is going to come back and have another historic season next year. Like I think next year the 49ers are. I mean, that's when you know someone who puts it on the line day in and day out. I mean, we saw it all year. I mean, he was a utility guy for the 49ers all season long. But to see that emotion like come out of him, like you have to know like that work ethic is going to come through and he's going to show out next year. And again, like another point to that is like, I can guarantee you, he was, he was killing it in the off season. Like he was ready for the season, had a great season, unfortunately ended the step before the Super Bowl, And that's similar, you know, if you're in an underdog situation, if you're in any type of situation, you come up short, like don't let that be your end all be all like, it's going to happen. Success is never that straight line, like all the way up. Like you're always going to like deal with adversity. Um, you know, you take it to the chin sometimes, but next time make it right. I mean, and I, I think that's what we're going to see out of the 49ers next season as well. Yeah, definitely. Just be able to get back up. Like it's, it's not always going to happen right away. Um, it might take a few tries to get the outcome that you want, whatever that is. Maybe that's applying to schools, getting the job that you want, competing at a certain level that you want, winning a certain game, winning a certain competition, um, trying to compete for a, var- for a varsity spot on your, on your team or whatever it may be. Um, but the more that you can just keep trying and keep pushing, the better it's going to be. Absolutely. Um, you know, do you think there comes like a situation where people have that ability to choose to put them into situations where they can be an underdog? Like, I guess I'm trying to think of like ways of which, like, you know, someone may be comfortable in their life. Like, you know, everything is going great, but they're afraid to test the waters. They're afraid to put themselves in a situation where they may not be the best. Do you think that's possible? Like, do you think that's, that's something that exists? To, to make yourself an underdog through going through that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know what that necessarily would be. I think, I think sometimes, you know, maybe that's – I always think back to what – because I see my, my athletes every single day. So, I, like, all my references are towards that. But a lot of times it's just like, you know, some of the kids that don't show up or make excuses or – um, you know that they could be putting more, putting in more work. Um, it's whether it's maybe like a fear thing. Um, like, are you afraid of the potential that you could achieve? Um, or, you know, maybe ask yourself, what if, what if I went to the weight room at 6am two days a week? What if I tried that much harder to eat a little bit better so that I can gain weight for next football season? What if I maybe changed a little bit my friend group so I wasn't getting in trouble so much? What if I thought put a little bit more work into my classwork so that instead of being on the line of being ineligible, I could get C's and B's and not worry about being ineligible? What if you put that 1% effort into something? Um, I, I think asking yourself what if what if you tried um, is helpful to me. It's helpful to my athletes. At, at least I've noticed it be helpful because every couple of weeks I get an extra guy coming out. Every couple of weeks I get one more guy coming into the weight room, asking for help, doing all these things. And 
you know, they're getting bigger, they're getting stronger, they're a better student, they're not getting in trouble. Um, and it, and it creates a really great team atmosphere that really puts high hopes into next football season. But I think somebody that, I don't know, I guess doubts themselves a lot. I don't know. It kind of maybe depends on where that doubt is coming from or how you're going about it. If you doubt yourself saying to yourself that you suck and all that, I think that can be pretty harmful, but I mean, you're going to have good days and bad days. There's definitely days when I, my plan was to have a really big lift that day. And my plan didn't, didn't go the way I wanted. And sometimes you can be hard on yourself. Um, and maybe in that given day, you make yourself feel like an underdog for your future plan, but you flush it down the toilet. I think that's more of a mental game. You flush it down the toilet and you get back to the next training day or the next week. I yeah, think I that's think what separates, sorry, Clark. I think that's what Very separates. Good. You think some of the most successful people in the world, you know, a lot of what we talk about revolves around athletes and sports and stuff, but the, the most successful guys are the ones that when a mistake is made, you know, you can, you can be sad and angry um, and hard on yourself for a little while. That's absolutely okay. But the more that you can do to analyze it, pick apart the good, the good and the bad, um, continue working on the good things, fix the bad things and move on and limit the mistakes next time. The more that you can do that, the better you're going to be. There's a reason why Tom Brady is one is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Like if Tom Brady gets to the Super Bowl, he has a 70% chance to win that thing. You don't get there by, you know, thinking too hard on yourself and not being able to make yourself better every single day. It's all, it's all a mindset. Yeah. I think just you hit it like the nail on the head. And I think a lot of times people think that they're the underdog and, and you, you are the underdog if you're not favored to, to win or you're not as good at something, or maybe you're bad at something and you're up against people that are. So you know, it's more than just sports. A lot of times, like I always use PT as my example, because that's what I'm doing. You know, if you go into a room with, you know, I'm a second year student. If I go into a room with a bunch of third year students, the knowledge difference is so big. You know, it's, it's just like you can learn so much from them and pick up from so much of what they do. You know, when you go into the room with people that are a year ahead of you, they feel you feel so much less like you know a lot less. And you know, you're not trying to know more than someone and be better than them in PT. You know, we're all, we're trying to make a collective group of therapists that all pro provide great care, but you mentally never want to feel like you're the dumbest person in the room or like, you know, the least, or you're not at the same competence level as someone else. So, you know, challenging yourself in life in whatever you do and looking up to someone better and trying to learn from them and work with them is always a good strategy to make yourself kind of, you know, feel like that underdog and that's going to drive you to be better. And, you know, when we say underdog, we throw it around like, oh, you got to beat someone, you're, you're going to lose, you got to be better than them. A lot of times it's just, oh, you're kind of the underdog, like you're someone that's kind of new or someone that doesn't quite know as much about the topic. And um, you can use it in that regards too to grow and I think that's, that's something that you can apply to anything. You know, I used to do that with basketball. If, when I was in seventh grade and I saw high schoolers, like ninth graders playing at the YMCA, I would try to get in those games, you know, because if I played with a bunch of sixth graders as an eighth grader, or I'm sorry, as a seventh grader, then 
I'm going to probably be the best one on the court. But if I go play with ninth graders, I'm going to be the worst one on the court. And they're going to be saying, hey, protect the ball. Like, hey, better shots. And that's what's going to make me better, not dominating against, you know, people that are a year younger. And I think that's the same thing, you know. Again, not that I don't want to be around first year physical therapy students because I'd love to help them and they're great people. And, you know, it's good to for them to learn from us, too. But going up with people that know more than you and have kind of gone through what you're going through is also very valuable and can help you grow more. And I think that's something that everyone should apply to all aspects of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Putting yourself in those situations of of tough times, like. You know, if you are at that point where, you know, you're one of the top guys on your team and you want to get bigger, stronger, faster, train with somebody that's bigger, stronger, and faster than you. You want to be successful in your business or with your wealth. Um, put yourself in an internship or some kind of job where you're surrounded with people that do own a business and can teach you things and can teach you the finances that you want to learn um, through some kind of mentorship. Um, for me, trying to be a better coach, um, I try to listen to coaches that coached me in high school, and I felt like we're good coaches or just um, especially a lot of things like social media. I use a lot um, in terms of just posts, the amount of books that I have from strength coaches and other lifting companies and businesses and physical therapists and all this stuff and the, the things that I'm trying to learn, um, learning from people that are a step ahead of you um, is a big deal to help you get where you want to be. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we, I feel like we talk about this every podcast too, is like surrounding yourself in like friend groups that will also raise that tide, hold that standard for you to, uh, you know, bring out the best in yourself and, those around you. I mean, prime example. I mean, I feel like us three do an amazing job of holding each other to a standard, you know, continue to rise, raise the tides and pushing ourselves to be our best day in and day out with STG and in our personal lives. And I think, you know, we kind of look at guys like Christian Guzman, who's got like Shawley, Russ, Max, like all in that friend group. And to see like how Christian's kind of like that wolf pack leader of like, you know, taking those risks and then like, with his friends around him is like encouraging them to like take those risks mm -hmm. as well. Um, I think it's crazy to see. And then I think a big thing also like Clark talked about is like kind of like finding those people who may be that next level up on you or who are older than you, like kind of finding your examples that are great role models to look up to and to maybe even take a couple pages out of their book to bring to your own, you know, type of performance or your, your daily work ethic. I think Russ also does a great job of, you know, talking about like how he goes through his training. I mean, he'll say nobody's even talking smack about him and he'll just come up with sayings of like what someone might've said about him and use that as motivation <laughs> for his like daily workouts. And I think that's hilarious. There you go. You know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta create, create the scenario scenario to, uh, yeah. to drive your own, I don't know, fuel your own fire sometimes be your own worst critic, I guess in a way. Uh, health, healthily. Healthily. Yes. No. Don't let it consume no. you, but no. if you need a little fire ignited, like, you know, those are always great examples that I've seen, but um, I mean, that's really all I have to talk on the topic. I think we had a, a great conversation tonight. Did you guys want to add anything? Yeah, I just, I just want to say one more thing real quick. I know Jesse was about to say something, so um, this will, I promise this will be quick, but just that whole thing with, you know, trying to find someone that is at a higher level and stuff. 
Um, I, I just want to like, you know, I, I want, I've already kind of alluded to this, but I want you guys to not hear what we're not, or to don't hear what we're not saying in terms of like, if you're, if you're that senior in high school and there's a sophomore that wants to play with you on that same court, let the guy play and respect. Don't be like, oh, it's all seniors and people above because I have to get better. No, if somebody's coming up to you that's younger and is trying to learn and is trying to get better, you know that they're going to take that stuff seriously and they're going to be there with you and they're going to be someone that's going to be trying to tra- challenge you too. And that's there's something in that as well. And, you know, I've, I've had, you know, freshman year of undergrad, you know, I don't want to name any names, but like there were people on the team that were older that wouldn't let you onto the court if you're a freshman or, or they would not want you, they would want to do their own junior senior games or whatever, you know, that, that happened. Or same thing with just like being friends with them and eating with them at the cafeteria, stuff like that, where you just didn't feel welcomed in. And, you know, that's in the past, you know, I'm not trying to call anyone out or anything, but what I'm saying is, there's something about having that camaraderie and letting someone that's trying to get better and trying to grow and trying to get up to the standard that you hold the team or you hold the program of school of the school that you're into. And if somebody that's younger is trying to get in that advantageous situation is trying to grow, that means they're serious. And I think you should definitely let them, let them come play with you and let them learn from you and grow. You know, we're not, we're not saying only, go up to people because it's a vertical relationship. They talked about in church today, you know, a lot of times it's great to be a person that's in the middle because you have someone to show you the way, but you also have someone that has your back. And there's something about letting people in that is good as well. And, you know, we can talk more about this for hours about, you know, how to mentor someone and the the goodness of mentoring and the goodness of having a strong group of people with you. Um, But yeah, that, that's just where I want to leave that. Cause I can't tell you the amount of times that I have tried to grow my situation and it hasn't been allowed. Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> surrounding yourself with the right, right people, the right friend group, um, is extremely important. If you feel like an underdog and you want a fire lit under you, if you really think that you have good friends, ask them what you suck at and what you can get better at. And they'll be honest with you and they'll, they'll, they might pick you apart and, and chew you out, but they're also going to pick you back up. I know for myself, even just as a coach with my athletes, um, I'm not going to tell them what they want to hear. I'm going to tell them what they need to hear. I will chew you out and tell you what you need to get better at, but I'm going to be 100% here for you all the time to actually get better at that thing. Um, and if your friends can't do that, find new ones. I would lo- I would like to plug some STG programming at the moment. Um, let me just tell you when Jesse says he's honest about when he is a coach, I, I can be a hundred percent transparent and say he is like, and it- it's amazing. I mean, I think that's why we've built so much trust within each other um, with him being my coach is that like when my form looks sloppy, when I went, when I overshot an RPE, he's going to be the first one to tell me. And I know it too. And like, I appreciate that because that's when I learn as an athlete as well. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm, I'm very blessed to have Clark and Jesse so close to my circle is because those two are always just brutally honest with me and are always pushing me to be better day in and day out. And like, I can hundred percent say that with transparency. And if you're an athlete out there looking for a coach, like I'm telling you, Jesse is the real deal. He'll be honest with you. He'll be very transparent with you, but it's all, it's all in good company. Like he means the absolute best and wants to bring the best out of the people he's coaching.
Appreciate that. All right. Well, that wraps it. Yeah, that, that wraps things up for this week's episode of the STG Fitness Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you all back here next week. And Jesse's going to be here in Tennessee. So we gotta, we'll gotta probably have a recap next week. Um, but have a blessed week. And we'll see you back here on the STG Fitness Podcast. God bless.